What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Rock Your Brand podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about something that can dramatically help and change how your email is working in your business or any of your messaging as far as that goes, because there is one magic sentence. Yes, I know it sounds kind of kind of goofy, but it is true. It is a magic sentence that a lot of people are not using. And I know this firsthand because I work with private clients and every time that we go through and review their emails, this one sentence usually needs to be tweaked or sometimes the sentence isn't even there. Uh, and we want to always change that. Now it's not their fault. It's not your fault. If you don't know what this is, you just haven't been trained or experienced what this can do because of direct response marketing. Like that's really what we're talking about here. Now I'm not going to give it away here. I want you to listen in. I also want to share with you uh, an email. I'll actually break it down. One that I sent out to basically get people to go watch the live stream and listen to this podcast. So I'm going to break that down. If you want to see that line by line, and I'll actually show you exactly how I am using the magic sentence inside of this email, you're going to definitely want to listen in. Now, if you are listening on the podcast and you're not part of our live streams on Wednesday, I encourage you to do so. All right. Because you can ask questions and you can also see some of the visuals. Uh, in this case, like I shared with you inside of this episode, uh, you'll be able to see that as well. If you want to be part of that group, head on over to brandcreators.com forward slash group. Once again, that's brandcreators.com forward slash group, and uh, you can uh, you can get access to that group, all right? You can hang out with us, and that's uh, what I've said it before. It's kind of where the, the cool kids hang out. Yeah, that's us. You're invited. You can come on over and hang out with us. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about here today. Really great discussion. I want you to try this too. I want you to, if you're sending emails out or if you're not yet, this is going to help you skip the learning curve and really just write an email that is very, very effective that will make more sales and also get people to do what you want them to do. Not just about sales, it's about getting them to do what you want them to do inside of an email. All right, so guys, that's what we're gonna talk about. I hope you're excited because I'm excited for you to listen in. And why don't you do that? Do that right now. I'm going to go ahead and stop talking so you can listen in on this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, we are officially live on this Wednesday afternoon in the Rock Your Brand group. And today we are going to be talking about what we call the magic sentence for increasing your sales. And this is something, Chris, that... I wanted to cover, and I know you wanted to as well, because there's really two different parts when you are using email in your business or email marketing, and that is we need to get the emails opened and we need to get the emails clicked as far as inside of there. We're going to break that down, but the the one area that I really want to focus on is the one area that really does come down to getting people to do what you want them to do right? Or as we call it, the call to action. So what I want to do is really drill into that and also share with you guys one simple little tweak that every single private client that we work with, for the most part, I have them do this because a lot of times they are not, and it's not their fault. It's just, they're not trained in what we call direct response marketing. That's like old school, kind of like uh, marketing talk, direct response that goes all the way back to, uh, you know, the, uh, direct mail, all of those things. Uh, but what we're really trying to do is get a response of some kind and we need to treat that email as that. And it doesn't just mean for sales. It could mean for content and things like that. So that's what we're going to be talking about here. Just to kind of tee it up a little bit. We are going to wait for a few people that I see people are coming in now that make sure that we're going live. If you're listening to this on the podcast, let me just remind you, if you want to hang out with us inside of the Rock Your Brand group and attend these live, all you need to do is head on over to brandcreators.com forward slash group. Again, that is brandcreators.com forward slash group. And yes, today we are going to be talking all about email and I'll put out another little shameless plug there. Chris, we probably should let people know that if you want to get our playbook, which is our email list building playbook, 
you can do so by heading over to emaillistplaybook.com. Again, that's emaillistplaybook.com. If you're listening to this on the podcast, type it in after the show and uh, go ahead and grab yourself a copy. There's a bunch of bonuses there. And for less than a cup of coffee, you can get our playbook that we use personally and also the one that we have all of our private clients use as well. So go check that out. All right. So with that all being teed up, Chris, what is going on over there in your neck of the woods? And are we ready to rock? We are ready to rock. And Scott, I I have to say, uh, I've had some of your favorite music stuck in my head for the last few weeks because not everybody may know that I've been in Panama, Um, but I've had that song by Van Halen in my head for about a week. Oh, beautiful. Uh, so I thought, I thought you would enjoy that tremendously, but I think, um, you know, just in terms of everything here today, everybody that has listened to us in the past, and if you're new, you may not have heard this, but we use, when we are creating content or writing emails, no matter what we're doing, we always like to ensure that there are three things and that we follow the CCCTA framework, right? And one of the things that I have noticed, and Scott, I know that you've noticed this as well, is no matter what people are creating, but especially in email, that people are afraid of the CTA portion, right? The call to action, actually asking somebody to do things. So what you and I were going back and forth as you were uh, walking, running, jogging through airports yesterday to make sure you could be back to do this live with everybody today was that this is just overcomplicated by people, right? It, It does not have to be this complex, this difficult. And in fact, There's one magic sentence that you can use, no matter whether you're trying to sell something, whether you're trying to drive people to your blog post, you're just trying to share a friendly YouTube video, right? There is a very simple sentence that you can write as your CTA that will work virtually every time. When I say virtually, I'm sure somebody somewhere can find a case where it's not the ideal way of doing it, right? And I would argue that it's not always the ideal way of doing it, but it's better than not doing it. Right. And so if we can master this one simple phrase, we never have to worry about the CTA portion ever again. Can we make it sexier? Yes. Can we focus on small things, small tweaks, writing more language, creating a better hook in the email to make sure that people read through that? Absolutely. But if we cover our bases and we master the magic sentence, we can start to get fancy with it from there. And so what we're going after today is that magic sentence, which really covers the 80% of cases where we would want to do something. Right. And so the Pareto principle, for those of you guys who don't know, is the the 80 20 rule. Right. So 20% of the effort gets you 80% of the results. That's what we're going after with the magic sentence. Is there a simple thing that we can include in any email to make sure people are doing what we want them to do? And the answer is absolutely yes. And that's exactly what we're covering. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. All right, awesome. Well, we may have to do a little timeout because I've got my dog here and I'm all by myself today and Maisie's going to bark at someone just as we get going here. So uh, let's try to let, let's try to see if we can do this here with uh, with Maisie barking. Can you hear Maisie barking in the back, by the way? You can. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Yeah, she's got a nice set of vocals. Um, anyway, so uh, what we're going to do, though, is is dive in here because I do think it's really, really important. I do have I have an actual email that I'm going to share with you that I wrote this morning for this live stream for getting people over to watch the replay and all of those things. So I'm going to break it down, showing you how I used this one sentence in the email that I wrote this morning, and we're going to break it down. So I'm going to give you guys that. Now, once again, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, I'm going to walk you through it, uh, you know, through explaining it. But if you want to see it, I've got a, uh, a little bit of a flow chart that I've created. As you guys know, if you've attended any of our lives, you know that I like to doodle a little bit and, uh, and I use a, uh, a tool to do that. So this way here, it can just give you more of a visual, but if you're listening, don't worry, I'm going to try to describe it the best that I can. And I'm also going to go through that email that I wrote this morning. 
I wrote it this morning and I also made a little, a little statement there at the bottom of the email in the PS that, oh, by the way, I'm using the magic sentence formula right now. And, um, I'm also wanting to see if you can guess what it was, or, you know, if, if any of you did read the email, let me know if you, if you kind of picked up on it, just curious, that'd be kind of interesting. Um, so let me go ahead and share my screen. Oh, that call to action that I was supposed to just give you again, if you want to join us though, and you want to see the visuals head on over to brandcreators.com forward slash group, and you can do that. All right. So let me go ahead and share my screen. I've got it all queued up here. All right. So what you're seeing right now, all right, is just a visual of what it looks like just to kind of really, really make this thing super simple. And if you guys have been listening for any period of time, you guys know, I love super simple. I just like to keep it simple. Uh, so the very first thing we have here, okay. In this diagram is our email subscribers. That's what we have, right? We have this bucket or this list of all of our subscribers. Now these are people, these are you listening right now, right? You are probably on our email list and you probably get emails. Okay. So our first step in this process, our first thing that we need to do is this right here is step one, get the opens. And we've talked about this before. We've talked about writing good hooks, uh, curiosity, different subject lines. And I'll actually give you the subject line that I used this morning that did give a little bit of that curiosity feel, but step one, getting the opens like that's number one. We got to get the opens. And we've talked about that. If you want to listen to past episodes, go back in the archives and listen to that, or just do a search inside of, uh, either Facebook group, or you can do it in iTunes or whatever podcasting app you're listening to. But I'm going to skip over that a little bit. I'll talk a little bit about it and I'll share what I did in that email, but I really want to focus on this area right here. And that is step two. And that is getting the clicks, but we can't get the clicks if we don't get the email open, right? So we're going to assume that we get the email open. Then what, what is our goal there to get people to just read our email? Well, yes, you can do that. If you want to just build a little bit of that relationship, the KLT, but we can do that further. A lot of times when we direct people to a blog post or give them something to do, right? An action that we want them to perform. So in this case, we're going to run through two different scenarios, right? If it's the content side of things, and if you're watching this, you can see, I've got a whole row here of different pieces of content that it can be. All right. And that is your blog post. We have a blog post we can send them to. Now, by the way, in the blog post, we can explain more. We can share more. It might be a video. It might be images. It might be uh, resources. It might be our products that are woven into that blog post. All right. So that's blog post. We could also do a survey. Okay. Maybe we have an email that wants to just get some feedback so we can start developing our next product or maybe start letting people know about something we have going and getting their opinions on that type of stuff. So that's a survey. Uh, the other thing is, is maybe we just have a video. Maybe we have a video that's on YouTube or maybe you could, uh, you shot a loom video like I have done recently, which I love that little strategy, by the way, I'll shoot a loom video, show you something real quick and I'll send an email out short little email and the click will be go watch the video. Now in the video, you can probably either buy something or schedule a call or just do something that we are asking you to do in, in a response to that video. Okay. But it's there to deliver value and also uh, give you some more insight on what we have to offer. That's what our video would do, but your video might just do an explainer. It might be uh, five ways that you, you, uh, you caught bass over the weekend, whatever. Okay. So a video, it doesn't even have to be your video, by the way, you can embed a video of someone else's. If you're, you know, you know, stuck with what you want to send someone or what you can send someone a video. And then the other thing is, and I know I've got some people that are listeners that are also podcasters. I've got Karen right now, who's probably listening to this or will in the, in the future. And, uh, she does a, a, a podcast every single week now, and she also does a live stream. Uh, so that's another thing that you can do. And just like this right here, like you're listening to this as a podcast, or maybe you're, you're listening to it or watching it inside of the rock your brand group. Well, I send an email to the list and I go, Hey, something you might want to go check out. And in the meantime, you can go join the group. I made a little call to action there. You can go, uh, you can go purchase our, our book for $4 and 99 cents, our email list building playbook. 
Again, email listplaybook.com, little shameless plug there. See how I did that? And that's it, right? So those are some different things that we can do for content, but it's endless, right? But we want to give people something to do. Now there's more to it than just saying like, yeah, I want to send them to a blog post or yeah, I want to send them to a survey or yeah, I want to send them to a video or whatever. I'm going to show you that sentence, okay, that you're going to want to use that I have not seen a lot of people use because they just think, well, I just got to tell them about what I just did and they'll go do it. No, there's a, a certain way that we want to do this. And I'm going to share that with you guys. All right. So the next side of this is the equation here is maybe inside of that email, we are going to be getting people to click to go over and buy something directly. This is what we call our profit push generally, or it might just be a flash sale of some kind. Okay. This is a sales click in a sense, right? So we're going to write the email. And then we're going to tell them about something and say, hey, if you want to go get it, go here, right? So it would be here, could be right to a web store, okay? Could be Shopify uh, and any of the, the shopping platforms. Could be your own on WooCommerce, whatever, right? Or maybe you're going to send them directly to Etsy. Maybe you're going to send them directly to your Amazon listing or your Amazon store. Or maybe you're going to send them directly to your funnel. Now, a little side note here. If you go to emaillistplaybook.com, that's technically our book funnel. It doesn't reside necessarily on our website. It resides on a page that we built inside of ClickFunnels. That page is there to allow you to buy a book. And then from there, you're also able to buy some additional things. Okay, that's our funnel. And that's how that would work. Again, if you want to check that out, emaillistplaybook.com and you can experience that. And again, $4.99. All right, so that's the sales side. So we have the content side, we have the sales side. Both of them are great. You don't want to do them always the same. You want to mix it up. But what do you say in that sentence? Chris, before I get into revealing the email and stuff, is there anything that you wanted to cover here or anything that I might've left out before we get into the actual email and the actual sentence? Yeah, I think the, the only thing that I want to clarify here, Scott, is that one, the sentence can be the same, right? The basic structure of the sentence is the same, whether we're sending it to a blog post, a survey, a video, a podcast, a web store, Etsy, Amazon, Funnel, right? It doesn't matter where we're sending them. Mm -hmm. The structure of the sentence is exactly the same. But how we get to that sentence is slightly different, right? And so the, the actual process of writing this will be the same, whether we're driving to content or we're driving for sales. Just the thought process and making that connection may be slightly different. So for those of you guys who don't have you know, a sales channel right now, but you do have an email list, you're going to use the content side of this, right? If you have a sales channel and you don't have any content right now, which again, if you guys have been listening to us for any length of time, you should know that even if you're not creating content, which you should be, right? You can share YouTube videos, you can share other people's blog posts, you can share all of those kinds of things. So just keep that in mind. The only real difference is the end result that we're going to get, right? Either we're going to get a video view, a podcast listen, a blog post viewer, or we're going to make a sale. But the actual writing of the sentence and the basic structure of this is going to be exactly the same, regardless of what our goal is. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right, cool. So let's scroll down, shall we? All right. So again, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, you're not gonna be able to see this, but I'm going to explain it the best that I can. All right. So the very first step here, okay, is getting the opens and ours uh, right here. I'm just going to highlight this. I'm going to actually pick a different color because this one here is the same color as the red. I'm going to go blue. Um, so right here, okay, this right here, if you guys are listening, you can't see it, but I'm going to read it. This magic sentence to make more sales. Now, I actually screwed this up because it wasn't supposed to say this. It was supposed to say uh, the a magic or the, the a ma magic sentence to make more sales. Um, and for some reason, I was playing around with the subject line, and I think I put this in there because I was going to do something like use this magic sentence or something like that, and I left it in there, and I think I found out later that I screwed it up, but it kind of makes sense. doesn't really matter, okay? And here's the deal. The big thing here is, you know, if you're reading this, you're seeing magic sentence to make more sales. That's the, that's the hook, right? We've talked about that before, but you're also thinking to yourself, what magic sentence you guys are probably here or listening to this because you want to know what the magic sentence is, right? Let, let me know in the comments. If you guys are here live right now, let me know. Is that why you would want to come here or to this, or is it the make more sales, right? Either of those, right? Make more sales is the goal, 
right? For most of us, but the magic sentence is the vehicle to possibly make more sales. So you probably want to know what that is, right? You want to fill in that blank. So I'd be curious. You guys want to know the magic sentence that can increase sales and increase engagement, by the way, uh, which is another big factor here. Let me know in the comments. Is that something that you feel like, yeah, that's that's what gets me to raise my hand to want to be here and to want to know this, right? So that's that's our that's our hook, all right? And we've talked about this before. That's the curiosity piece, and that's also the end goal that people want. They want more sales, okay? So with that being said, let's say that I successfully was able to get the email opened, and now you're going through the email. Now I have to sell you the click, okay? And that's what we call selling the click. We're not selling it to you. We're not saying, hey, hey pay $5 and you can click on this. Um, it's more of us selling, uh, selling you the idea to want to click, right? To click to see what it is that's on the other side or to get the value, whether it's a discount, whether it's the content, whether it's the thing. In this case, it's the magic sentence. That's what you want to know to increase sales. But how do you do this without like teasing it and making it feel weird and, and kind of sleazy? Well, here's what I did. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read this email. Okay. And I wrote this probably took me about 15 minutes. And a lot of times it's just because I then reread it and I try to make it sound a little bit better. And I don't really know how sometimes how I want to start it, but this is what I came up with. All right, here we go. I'm going to read this. It's Wednesday. And I just got back from a long weekend visiting my daughter and grandkids in Idaho, which is a hundred percent what I just did. I got back last night late at 11 o'clock at night and had to get up early, bring my daughter to school, and then come home, write an email, and that's what I came up with. So I just basically told what I did. Another little side note here, anyone that struggles with like what to write, sometimes you just say what, what's going on, like real quick. Sometimes you just jump right to it. But I like to let my email list know a little bit about what I just did this past weekend. The other thing that it's doing is it's letting people know that don't know me that well, that I have a daughter and I have grandkids, right? So I'm kind of letting them know a little bit about my, my uh, you know, my story and kind of like who I am, what I represent, kind of things like that, right? So I basically go on to say, I actually unplugged and didn't even open my laptop for over four days, which felt refreshing. And now I'm ready to rock the week. So the reason why I put that in there is because it's, it's, it's what I did and it did feel good. But I also want to let people know that you don't have to be tied to your business and you can, you know, still do this thing from your laptop and not have to be on it 24 seven, which is hard to do by the way. Um, but I did it and it felt great. And I wanted to spend that quality time with my, with my grandkids and my daughter and, uh, you know, family. So that's what I did there. But then immediately, like, you don't want to know anything more about me, right? At that point, you just want to get to the goods. So then we go right into it right here. So to get things started, on today's live stream, I'm sharing a simple but powerful technique, the magic sentence I learned years ago to get people that are on your email list to do stuff, all right? So a couple things here, and this is one big takeaway right here, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to switch back to my red marker. If you guys are listening, I'm going to go ahead and uh, explain this. So right here where it says on today's live stream, okay? I basically made that a hyperlink. That's that's my first call to action. Now, I didn't tell anybody to do anything, and that is not the magic sentence, by the way. But anytime that you're referencing the thing, you should link it, okay? And the reason why I did this also is because usually I want to put a link in the first uh, three or in the third, somewhere in the first three paragraphs, okay? I don't want to get too far down that I don't put a link there. I kind of want to scatter my links, okay? So to get things started on hyperlink, today's live stream, I'm sharing a simple but powerful technique, the magic sentence I learned years ago to get people that are on your email list to do stuff. So that's my first C-T-A, okay? I'm writing this. That's why I'm saying it like that if you're listening. All right, that's my first C-T-A, which again, it's not a direct call to action, but it is a place where people can go to uh, to listen, okay? Now, let me move on. That's what we want, right? I asked the question, kind of like, I always like to ask a little bit of a question sometimes in the emails too, because I like to be like a little bit back and forth. And again, I'm just speaking to you as a friend as I would. You build an email list of subscribers so you can send an email and get them to do something, right? I ask it again. 
And then you're like, yep. Okay. So I'm getting that. Yes. It could be to check out the latest blog post or that new promo you're running. Basically you want people to do something. The way email works is simple. Step one to get the email opened. Step number two is to get them to click and do something. That's it. But I see lots of people fail on getting the click. And today I'm going to show you how to increase that one simple tweak. So go here and join the live stream. If you want to learn how we do it, hope to see you on today's live, but if you can't, you can always watch the replay inside the RYB group. Scott PS. I actually, I'm sorry, back up. P.S. Actually, this email is using one of these magic sentences right now. Smiley face. Can you find it? Go here and join today's live stream at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Now, I want to ask anyone that is here live right now, and if you're listening to the podcast, you can play along as well. What is the magic sentence? What is the tweak? What is what is it that's making this magic, right, that gets more clicks? So, Chris, before we jump into me explaining all of this, uh, do we have anybody in the in the comments that's that's playing along here? I know there's a little bit of a delay, but is there anybody playing along as of yet? Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen any guests yet, but I am going to give them. Uh, okay, there it is. Going to show you how. Kind right. of, you're close. You're close, uh, right? And so I I will say, uh, although we do say in the PS that we're using one of those sentences, uh, we're actually using two, right? So there's one in the PS and there's one about three lines up from the PS. And going to show you how is pretty close, mm -hmm. right? And so for those of you guys who are playing along in the chat, uh, it may help you to see, somebody said the magic sentence to make more sales. Unfortunately, it's not, ma the magic sentence does not say the magic sentence, right? <laughs> Heather said, I see lots of people failing. That's a great connection piece, but that is uh -huh. not a call to action, right? And so what is the call to action, I guess, is the question. Mm -hmm. And then what is the framework? And when we were talking about the magic sentence, Scott and I were going back and forth last night. And I said, you know, we could call this the five magic words or something like that because it's a very simple command, right? It's a call to action to do something. So what is the call to action that you guys see in this email, I guess, is the, uh, the open question. I, I do love um, hearing though. I, I love this and you're, you're really close, right? Like I'm going to show you how, right? Like that could be hyperlinked, right? If you wanted to make that a link, I'm going to show you how that would work. But what I like to do is I like to then make the call to action a very, very direct and a very uh, simple way for people to know that that's what I want them to do. Okay. And uh, you guys are real close. Chris, any other quick guesses before we move on? Uh, we did get somebody and they don't have their little photo. So I grabbed my phone. It was Fran. She said, go here and join the live stream. Right. And so that is the correct answer. Yes. Right. It is go here, do this, click here and save, click here and see, go here and get right go here and get this, right? Five, six words maximum, but you can also kind of stretch this out if you want, right? And, and Russ said right now, and that's that's good, that's urgency, but the call to action, the magic sentence is go here, get this, right? Obviously we're gonna say go here, and what do they get? They get to join the live stream. If we're trying to say, uh, you know, let's say we're doing a, a flash sale or a profit push, right? Click here now and save 20% right? Yep. Go here and save. Go here and see. Go here and join. That's all we have to do for a call to action. It doesn't matter whether it's content, whether it's promotional, or whether it's, you know, somewhere in the middle, this type of a structure will work. And Scott, what I see people trying to do is kind of one of two things that is not this, right? They will either try to get super fancy and highlight just one word, right? In the middle of a giant thing. And that's fine and dandy, but one that's not really a call to action, Right. And two, we want to make it obvious that if somebody's just a scroller or has massive ADD like I do, that this is the link. This is the thing that we want them to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So highlighting only one or two words probably isn't the way to go. Usually go here, get this is the framework that you're going to want to use. And then the other thing that I'll see is we'll see people link like an entire paragraph or try to make a whole thing into the call to action. 
rather than being clever the other direction. And so if we use this five, six, seven word sentence in our emails, not only does it make this process easier, but it makes it almost automatic, right? You don't have to even think about what you're going to write when you get to the call to action sentence. It's go here, get this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. And I do really want to highlight that because, you know, we've run promos with some of our private clients and when they write their first draft, even though we've had a template that we'll give them uh, a lot of times it will just be like their website, right? It'll just be like, you know, www dot, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, um, get, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, bassfishingexperts.com, right? And that's it. Like this week, get 20% off, use code, save 20, whatever, right? And that's it. And then it'll, it'll give the, the URL. Like, that's it. Like, so you expect people to, to go, okay, I want that. I'm going to click on the website address. But there's been studies done for years and a little bit of like what they call like NLP, right? Like, I don't look at this as like NLP where, where it's like you're trying to trick someone to do something. All you're doing is, is you're just giving very specific directions on what to do if you want to get this thing, right? Like, that's it. We all need to know that. Like, it's it's almost like you're giving them directions on how to get from one place to the other, right? It's like, if I was to give you directions to go from here to my daughter's school, I'm going to give you specific specific directions, right? Go here, do this, go here, do this, right? Like I'm going to give you step-by-step. Step. That's all that we're doing here, right? So we're just tapping into what we're conditioned and what we're known to, uh, to take action on, right? By giving a direct command like that. So get or go here and join the live stream if you want to learn how we do it. Now I added that. I didn't have to add that. I could have just said, go here and join the live, live stream. I threw in the, if you want to learn how we do it, right? So it's kind of like, you're looking at it and going like, okay, you know, go here and join the live stream. But when you join the live, stream, I'm reminding you that I'm going to show you how we do it, right? So there's a little bit of that piece. So it could be like, go here and get your 20% off now, right? That's, that would be great, right? And we've used that. Um, and then at the very bottom in the PS, uh, I just put in there, go here and join today's live stream at 12 PM Eastern time. So again, reminding them of the time, reminding them of the live stream. And again, go here. I've also used tap here because sometimes when people are on phone, they don't necessarily relate the same, right? Instead of click here, tap here, right? I've tried it. I like go here or go grab the book, go grab this, right? I like that because it's kind of like slang. It's like how we talk, um, and then I just, I did want to throw this in here. Like I'm always throwing in little curiosity pieces and also some playfulness. So like in the PS I put in here, actually this email is using one of these magic sentences right now. Smiley face, uh, smiley face. Can you find it? Kind of like playful. Go here and join today's live stream at 12 PM Eastern time. That's it. Okay. So it's not a long email, which I'm, I'm actually starting to even go more towards the shorter ones like this one here. Like this is probably, uh, I would say the average that I like to send when I get longer, it might just because I'm trying to explain something, but for the most part, I want to explain enough to give you value, even if you didn't go, but I also want to create that curiosity for you to actually go do the thing that I think that you should do that will help you. Cause this is all about how it's going to help you. Now you might be saying, well, Scott, you got someone to come over here. They're going to watch your live stream. What does that do for us? What it's doing is it's getting someone here that might be brand new. Okay. On our email list. Now it's going to bring them over. It's going to start to get them familiarized with who we are, what we represent, what we do. I also made a couple of call to actions here in here about getting our email list playbook, right? So email list building playbook. You can do that by heading on over to email list playbook.com. See that little, uh, Shameless plug there. And uh, and someone can grab that book. When they grab the book, again, they're further indoctrinating themselves into our methodology, into what we do, how we do it. Maybe they want to hire us to be a private client. Maybe they want to join one of our trainings. You see where that goes? There's a call to action there to get someone over here to help them because we know if we do that, we're, we're that much closer to where they might become a student at some time down the line. All right. This is not a direct go here and buy my thing. Now we have done uh, those, and you've probably experienced them. And guess what? You probably will experience another one. 
okay? Because it's what we do. We practice what we preach. Um, that would be a direct profit push promo. Um, so that's what I wanted to share with you guys here today. There is a lot going on in this email, like I said, and it's crazy, Chris. When I go through these, you know, now that I've been doing it for a while and I just broke this thing down, I'm like, damn, I actually got, I've got to get pretty good at this. I've been doing this a long time. And this thing, I, I didn't really feel it was that great when I wrote it, but now I'm looking back at it. I'm like, I used every single thing almost automatically without even knowing that I'm doing it anymore, which is pretty cool. But I guess that's practice, right? Isn't that all about practice? Chris, are you there? Are you muted? Are you? Yeah, I was trying to unmute myself. myself. Uh, I was looking at the at the comments and trying to <laughs> unmute myself at the same time, which is hard to do with one hand. Um, yeah, I mean, it is all about practice, right? And once you get this under your belt, you're start you're going to start to get even better at it. And I think one of the things, Scott, that that really helps people is getting over the initial fear of doing this and having the framework. And so if we, if we rely on the go here, get this framework, like I said at the beginning, this is going to cover 99.9% of use cases, right? Repeating essentially. Yeah. yeah I'm sure somebody somewhere could find a, a use case where this is not the correct framework for this. Right. Uh, and it's also the least amount of effort that we can go to, to get the highest amount of result, right? It's the 20% of effort that gets us 80 to 90% of the way there. And so using this uh, makes absolute sense to me. And somebody had said in the comments, I think it was Russ, uh, said, when I read long emails, I lose interest. I never thought of that. And one of the things that having a punctual call to action that is in plain English, go here, get this, mm -hmm. is you'll get the people who are scrollers and scanners. And Scott, I think you're in the same boat as I am. We're close enough personality wise that unless you're reading a like how to blog post, right? Mm -hmm. So like how to do this exactly. And you kind of need to follow the steps that you're more of a scanner than a, a reading every word type of person. Totally. And so what, what I typically do, right, is I would just be scrolling through that email in my feed to go, okay, this sentence is interesting. Maybe this little this little thing pops out at me. Ooh, mm -hmm. call to action. What's the call to action? I'm going to read like the sentence before, the sentence after, and then click the link if it's appealing to me, right. right? And so realistically, if we think about it using this framework and we insert those a few different times, that's really good. You also, Scott, in that email, you included a small CTA that did not follow that framework. And the mm -hmm. only reason that that works is because we also did follow the framework further on, right? A scroller would very easily miss today's live stream linked, right? Mm -hmm. As they're scrolling through the email, but they're not going to miss the go here to join the live stream one, right? right? It's right. a nice long thing that everybody's going to see. And that, that same thing applies uh, like in the bass fishing email that you were talking about for promotions, right? A lot of people will just link the name of their website, right? So they'll say, hey, we here at BassmastersUnlimited.com right? And they'll link that are running 20% off for Labor Day, right? Okay. But is there a call to action anywhere else in the email or do they, are, are you just hoping that they see bassmasters.com, right. right? It's not wrong to link that, but that's not really a call to action. It's an easy out for somebody, but the call to action is go here and save 20%. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. It's like you can sprinkle those in. in and again, we try to we try not to do more than three links in our emails. And the reason is, is because we don't want to get flagged for spam or for, you know, salesy emails. Cause usually if you have more than three, it's going to be kind of salesy. So what we like to do is keep it to two to three. We don't always include three. Uh, if it's a short, short email, it'll be two. Uh, if it's a longer email, like, like the one I just shared with you, which isn't really that long, um, is three. And the reason why is because we want something at the top of the email or somewhere in the first part of the email, something in the mid area or towards the end. And then we hit a PS, right? And that's it. That's how, that's how we do it. Um, so again, just to keep this thing simple. And the other thing is, let me just throw this in here is when you have shorter emails, you do have less chances of that thing being flagged right? You have less content, less substance, less substance like words that could flag it. And it could be the weirdest word that's in there. So if we keep that less, we're going to get more people to be able to see it by getting more opens because it delivers inside of their inbox, not in their promotions or their spam. Then that also allows us to have a better shot of getting them to open the email. If we get a better chance of them opening the email, if we do our job in our in a good framework with the with the CTA and with the the magic sentence as we call it as the direct call to action, we have a much greater chance of getting more people there. And guess what? The more people go there, 
the greater chance we have of selling something or getting the person to do what we want them to do. So that's it, guys. That's the simple formula, okay? And if that's how we think about everything when we're writing emails, when we're, when we're helping our clients write emails, it's exactly what we're doing, all right? So take that with you today, use it, think about it, and try to, uh, when you're sending out your emails, think about this framework, okay? And th- think about the two steps that you really have to focus on, opens and clicks, that's it. All right, Chris, anything else we want to uh, mention here before we wrap up this episode? A few quick things really fast. First, Scott, you have never sounded more like a lawyer than you just did, right? Any good lawyer will always tell you, don't tell the police any more than you have to, right? It doesn't matter if it's an innocent traffic stop, if they're talking to you along the side of the road, because everybody commits crimes every day and it can only hurt you, right? right? And you literally just said, don't send more words than you have to, right? Because the more verbiage you give to Google, Yahoo, Bing, whoever, the more likely they are to find something wrong with it. And so the other thing that this framework does is even if we have a longer body to the email saying, go here, get this, it avoids us saying the things that can really trigger Google, right? Like save 20%, blah, 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 promotion, promotion, Monday, 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 right? It helps us avoid that type of a framework. Even if we include the percentage off, because we're just saying go here. We're not saying save more than you've ever saved before and underlining that. So it doesn't mm-hmm. stand out to the uh, the policeman over at Google as right. something that could be a potential flag either. The guards. Heather wanted to, yeah, Heather wanted to know. Uh, she said, I'm going to buy the book, even though I have an older course from you. you. You've said that you should build an email list, even though your website is not ready. So I'm going to use my Facebook page to do this. And Heather, that's exactly the right mindset, right? Even if you aren't selling online yet, or even if you're just starting to figure out your niche and and doing those kinds of things, having the email will help you in so many ways when you're just getting started. And Scott, you and I have talked about this to no end, but the brand that we sold during the COVID lockdown, uh, I'm just using that now as the measurement of time. Yeah, that's a good measurement. (laughs) I keep saying like a year ago because it feels like a year ago, but it was actually over two years ago at this point. Yeah. Um, So after COVID, right during COVID, I guess, uh, would be the thing. That is how we started. We didn't have a product. We didn't even have a website. We had a landing page that we did a giveaway on, right? And then what did we do? As soon as we had a product, we started emailing that list, right? Uh, somebody had asked, and I think this was Roger. He said, how about a picture with a link as a call to action? So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Okay. So talk about this real quick. Um, Images are okay. I do believe that you should not use images until you have established the relationship with the subscriber. And the reason why is because anytime you add an image, we've added another layer of HTML in there. And that also gets flagged as a promotional email because a lot of people don't send pictures to their friends in an email. It's usually on Facebook or it's in another social platform. Um, so that's another indicator that they put through their filter that could be a promotional. And then if you start off on a bad, on a bad note, right. then you're not going to be able to get that deliverability. That's why we like to use the first, I would say four to five emails with just nothing, but you know, content and maybe a couple of links. That's it. Just to kind of reduce the amount of, um, chances for the deliverability, having an issue after that play with it, right? See, test, you know, see if it makes a difference. Um, there's one brand that we have right now that I do send an image, not in every email about, I would say every third email I'll send one. But a lot of times if you sell a product, you want to show it or maybe a new design or maybe, uh, you know, a a limited uh, edition or something like that. Yeah. You want to show that. Um, so play with it. Um, but I wouldn't just, uh, send a picture in there, uh, just because you want to send a picture, right? You know, so I would just minimize that as much as possible. The, the other thing with that is even if you're including a picture as your call to action, you still should be including the go here, get this 100% in that email for the same reason that you yep. included in a purely text-based email, right? As a scroller, I may scroll right past that image and go, oh, that's a pretty picture of a dog, right? And not click on it because I'm not reading the text that says click on the image below or whatever, right? Yeah. And so I would say, even if you're doing that, you still need to include this framework. Now, Scott, you mentioned something a minute ago about, you know, we try to limit the number of calls to action and the number of links. Just put the link to the same place in the image and then you don't have that concern. But yep. I think people get too caught up in, in thinking that they need to send images, especially in the e-commerce world, because that's what like all the really pretty templates. If you Google e-commerce email marketing, right? What comes up are these beautiful templates and they're actually less effective for the reason that you just said, right? Yep. Normal people don't include images 
what's called inline. So like in the body of the email, you just don't do it. If you're going to do it, you include it as an attachment or you send them a link to where you put it in your Google photos or your Apple photos, iPhoto, right? Facebook, wherever you have it hosted on the cloud, that's how you're going to do that. And so images, especially if they're overused, can be a huge big flag to the traffic cop that is Google, right? That you are speeding or doing something else wrong. And so that in and of itself will probably not get you sent to spam or promotions, but that combined with saying 20% off and a bunch of other things can. And so we like to avoid those when we can. There are some cases and there are some people who can get away with it. So at the end of the day, the answer is always test it, but I would always err on the side of not sending an image unless you think you absolutely have to. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up with this question. I know we can keep on going and going and going, but guys, um, we want to try to keep these a little bit tight on the podcast and inside the group. Um, but again, we'll keep this conversation going in the group. And, you know, if you guys have any other topics that you want us to cover on email or content, post it in the comments, let us know what you'd like to see us cover in an upcoming uh, episode. But the one I want to end on here is, um, you know, we sell garments uh, usually send a picture of the latest drop. How would we do that? You could totally do that, right? But you could also tease it and say, we have a, uh, a new, uh, fall collection, uh, with, uh, you know, I don't know, mid-century modern, uh, and, uh, you know, I can't wait for you to see it. Check it out here. Go here to see the latest drop, right? Like something like that. Like that could be the the tease, right? It could be the, here's the thing. I'm excited to share it with you. Go here to see it. So you could technically tease that uh, and then get people to click over. Um, but you could also mix it up and then show one with the image actually in there, right? Uh, so that's how I would use that. Play with it. If you have just started building your email list, I would I would ease into that. Um, and I would, I would definitely, like Chris said, not use a template that's got like a whole bunch of things going on in, in the theme. All right. Yeah. I, I would say it's actually probably better in this case to tease it. And if you want to blame Google, you even can do that. Right. And Scott, you, you talked at the beginning of this about being like brutally honest or just saying what's on your mind. And I love doing this as an aside in emails and in blog posts because people get to see your personality. So you can say, Hey, I would love to send you this collection, but Google just, sends it right to the spam box. So click this link and you'll get to see all of it, right? right. If that's the, the action that you want to take or the route that you want to take. But you can also just say, I would love for you to check it out. Go here and take a look. I'm sure you're going to find something that you'll like, right? And instead of showing them, you know, one image where everything is really tiny or maybe showing them only one piece of the collection where they look at it and they go, ah, I don't like that, but they might actually like the other stuff that you have in the collection, we'd rather drive them over to that page with that curiosity. So actually in that case, I would say leave the image out and say, go here to check out the new fall collection, right? I'm sure you're gonna find something you'll love. That's all, right? Yep. And then they're gonna click, that way they get to see all of the images, all of the videos, they get to see all the different products and they don't arbitrarily make a decision based on what they're seeing either, you know, in the world's tiniest image on their cell phone, trying to pinch right. and zoom to see if they like the shirt in the upper left-hand corner, they get to see the whole thing. Yep. Love it. All right, guys, this was good. I think you guys enjoyed this. Uh, let me know in the comments. Is this something that you would like us to go uh, deeper on in the future on an episode? Because we can, and I can share more emails. Uh, so let me know if you would like us to go deeper here. Also, uh, another little call to action we're going to give you. Uh, and that is, uh, if you want to get a copy of our email list building playbook, head on over to emaillistplaybook.com. Again, that's emaillistplaybook.com. You can grab a copy for under five bucks and you'll get some special bonuses. We've had the audio book there. We also have some case studies that we'll share with you. Um, all of that stuff you'll get uh, just for grabbing a copy of the book. So go check it out. The other thing that I will say is if you have an e-commerce business right now or you sell products of your own and you have an email list, even if it's a small email list and you would like us to help you and work with you and you want to book a 15 minute free call where we can actually see exactly what you got going on and see if we're the right fit for you and possibly work with us, uh, then just in the comments, type call. Just type call in the comments and then one of us will reach out to you. If you're listening to this on the podcast, just send us an email, okay? And you can do that by uh, sending it to support at brandcreators.com and then just somewhere in the subject line, just put in there call or book call or 
email call, whatever you want to do, something with the word call in there. And then that way there will know to follow up with you and book one of those calls. All right. So Chris, anything else before we uh, wrap up here officially? No, I think that's it. I would say, you know, shoot for the subject line of call if you're going to email, but help also works. Uh, yeah, we'll get you does. figured out. So if you guys have any questions about this, if you want us to jump on, take a look, either let us know on Facebook or send an email support at brandcreators.com with call or help me please uh, in the subject line. And we'll make sure that we get you taken care of. Awesome. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Chris is going to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Take action. action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And we'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go get them. Oh, and one last thing. If you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener like this one right here from Leanne. She says content is invaluable. Five stars host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship, if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast, and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people, and it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.